It's uh, KKFN 104.3 HD1. I believe that was is our legal. All right, I got it all covered. Uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's an interesting proposition. So, uh, you know, again, Sean Payton has a new, he, he's got a new prospect. And it'll, it'll be super fun to watch. Uh, Sean Payton is not in the dark at all about the matchup, um, about the Raiders, about what it means. Obviously, he's been around the league a really long time, so he understands what divisional matchups mean and uh, and what they mean for a fan base, especially one to open up the season, open up his regime. He had this to say about it, Sid. I believe that's clip number two. Okay. Yeah, not in the dark at all about how that matchup impacts the fan base and the start that they could get off to um, against the Raiders. It's it's an amazing opportunity for him to unveil that new offense mm-hmm. and uh, and and really make a splash in in his opener. So he had this to say about the matchup. Yeah, I, we look at them as divisional games. I, I think of rivalries in college football and then arch rivalries. You know, I was asked that question a lot relative to. Atlanta, New Orleans. I mean, look, divisional games are important. First goal is to find a way to win your division. You play your divisional opponents twice. I can't speak for rivalries. I I don't, you know, that I just think that exists a little bit more in the collegiate game and I think it's I think division games are are important. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's not going to give you much, is he? No, but that's pretty much what I was saying like Division games, those are all, you can call those all rival games because you got to win your division games right. to be able to move forward, right? So he understands it, though, man. He he gets <laughs> it. He just, you know, as Cecil told us earlier today, it's about business, right? And and he conducted this interview, as Cecil said, on Zoom. And it wasn't a it wasn't an on-camera Zoom. You know, right? You get the audio, you get one question, and we're moving on. Hey, do you believe? Nope. Next question. That's <laughs> that's how Sean Payton got down on his Zoom call today. Interesting. Know, how um, come, though? Do we know why he did a Zoom and not just in person? It wasn't like he wasn't there at practice, right? I mean... He, we should ask Cecil that. Yeah, we should. Yeah, maybe he can. He can share a little bit. I don't know if it was just a availability. That's interesting, thing. though, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I think it's just him controlling the narrative, okay. right? You, you, you gonna be at arm's length, at a comfortable distance for me, and you'll get to see on Sunday. I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. Mm-hmm. It's different, but I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Um, man, I just can't wait to see what they look like. You said. Um, show what this offense can really do. I know defense is going to be flying around, so it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good week. We got football's back, baby. That's what we got to love. Football's back. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I mean, you know, around this time of of year, man, you kind of feel the juices going. Like on Sundays, I, you know, I haven't played in years, but on Sundays, you could just the grass just smells different. I'm like, man, it's freshly cut grass down the block. My grass ain't cut, but someone's grass got to be cut. It smells like football. <laughs> oh, man. What else comes with this time of year? Grass. That that grass smell. And like yeah. you said, the, the summer's gone pretty much. But when October hits, uh, October games hit, and there's a little crisp in the air for these it's game days. Dark. It's getting yeah. dark early. You're like, oh, the summer's over. You know what I'm saying? But... Gotta love it. It's a lot of football back on our television screens. And and then Broncos, man, we're gonna see what they're all about. We're gonna see what Peyton brought to this team and that mentality and the, the culture that we all have been talking about. Is that gonna um translate into some wins this year? We're gonna see. Well, they were on the uh the brink of winning a lot of games last year. I mean, I think Seattle was a winnable game. 
Uh, I think they blew that one. Uh, the Colts were a winnable game. There's two right there. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even if you don't blow the, blow the Baltimore game, there's three games right there. Kali, now you're at eight and nine. I think this is a little different conversation, but those are three games that you had in hand if you had just managed them properly. You're talking about red, empty red zone visits, you're talking about turnovers, talking about mismanagement of the clock, penalties, those kind of things that we expect to get cleaned up. Um, I want to push pause on the Broncos for a hot second because I'm going to take a little bit of a trip around the NFL and highlight some of the matchups that are going to be um, going on for the opening weekend. Obviously, we open up Thursday, the Lions hosting the Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes is still really young. He's still really good. And as long as he's on the team, it's going to be tough in the <laughs> AFC West. Do you uh, look? I, I know who we are. I catch flack about this all the time, and, and I know where I'm at. I grew up here. I'm from here. I get it. Do you enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes play football? Yeah, I enjoy just great football in general. You know what I mean? Um, and seeing what he's been able to do in his last couple years, being so young, like you mentioned, it's, uh, it's tremendous, man. It's great to see. Um, yeah, it's a bummer that he's in our division and he's out there putting up numbers each year. But you you got to appreciate be able to appreciate really good football and good players. Um, Andy Reid over there doing a great job with that team. And even when they've lost players, like last year, losing to Tyreek Hill and some other players, you would think, okay. Rebuilding year. Yeah, you would think. figure it out. Right? Like, okay, they don't have as many weapons as they did the year before, previous. But what do they do? They go out there and win, and they win another chip. So I just love to see it, you know, and I would love to see some ball like that going on with the Broncos. Um, You mentioned last year how things could have changed. And, yeah, if you look at the, the, the games that they've lost last year, they were all pre- they were pretty close, man. One-possession games. Um, where, you know, if the tide turns or um, if something happens throughout the game that goes into your favor, they win that game. And but no, Sean, it didn't need to be in our favor. You just need not to screw it up. <laughs> yeah. Seattle, so, Baltimore, yeah. yes. Indianapolis. Yes. Even the, lo- even the Chargers game going into OT, losing that one. Oh, man. Forgot about their four games. That's four right That's there. That's four games that they could have won. Now, where else is there? And they went, they went um, OT versus lost, uh, the Raiders as well. OT lost, lost that one. Yeah, the second one. The second, the second one is definitely game. a yep. winnable game. And even the Chiefs game late in the season, losing by just three. Yeah, but, That's what, but I'm just saying, yeah. though, these are all winnable, close games that, you know, something changes throughout that game. We're, we're talking about a different Broncos um, team. You know, four or five extra wins, you're like, bro. That's nine, eight wins right there. Oh, man, I hate to go down this. Uh, well, that's not, that's not, let's not do it. Okay. Let's not go down that road. I'm okay. just saying. Um, so hopefully maybe we can get over that hump this year and, and win some of those close games because you're going to need to if you want to be, uh, you know, one of those teams that make the if playoffs. We're not, if, it, look, if, if playoff talk is not crazy talk like you said. Mm, yeah, then you better win those close <laughs> games. You know what I'm saying? You better win those close games. Oh, man. Another couple games here. Uh, the Bengals and the Browns. The Bengals, that's a Bengals early, Browns. that's a week one divisional matchup. Uh, Joe Burrow with mm. a calf in- injury uh, in camp has returned back to practice. 
Deshaun Watson, we all know what came along with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now uh, that that's a that's an early week one matchup that um, could actually impact the entire season because I, you know you heard Sean Payton say winning the division is important. Yeah, Joe Burrow, man, I'm sold. Oh yeah, I'm sold. I don't think the Bengals make the playoffs this year, but I still think Joe Burrow is one of the best young quarterbacks that we have in the league. Of course, like I said earlier, I mean. The eye test, man. The eye test usually doesn't lie. And, you know, you see that quarterback, you see Burrow out there, you're like, okay, yeah, he can play. Um, You see a Patrick Mahomes, for sure. You're like, oh, yeah, he can play. A lot of these young guys can play. Um, I am interested to see what some of these rookie quarterbacks are going to be doing, like a a Bryce Young. You know what I mean? Uh, He didn't look super sexy in these preseason games. Um, So can he... You know, live up to the hype and, and take those Panthers where they need to be. It's going to be interesting to see. Panthers are going to be at Atlanta. Um, they've got some quarterback issues of yeah. their own. A lot of people are high on that one, another divisional matchup. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud, he's going to be at Baltimore. Oh, can you imagine being a rookie quarterback having to open up at Baltimore? Mm. Yep, Stroud. Yep. Welcome okay. to the NFL, Rook. Yeah. Yeah, welcome, welcome, uh, welcome, man. <laughs> Golly, and that's uh, the Ravens obviously have their sights set. They they picked up quite a few guys in the in the wide receivers. You obviously got Zay Flowers and mm-hmm. OBJ out there, so they're planning to ignite that offense. Uh, an- another matchup: San Francisco at Pittsburgh. That's an interesting early season matchup because Bryce Purdy is back, mm. but they also have a quarterback in Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh that's going to be pretty interesting to watch as well. Young quarterbacks probably yep. not expected to be in the position that they're in. There's a good matchup first week. Man, I'm now I'm just looking down the whole roster here. It's a lot of young guys and and just unproven quarterbacks that are going to be playing for all these teams. I mean, I look at Jacksonville, look at the Colts. I like Trevor Lawrence, man. I like Trevor Lawrence, yeah. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. You got the Dolphins at the Chargers. Dolphins. Tua Tungabailoa and uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, another young guy, right? Cross-country trip there. Two teams with something to prove. Mm. That's a big one. You got the Cowboys at the Giants. The NFL knows what they're doing, man. (laughs) They they got some matchups right out the gate, man. And then the Bills, it, it, it finishes off Monday night. The Bills at the Jets. Another divisional matchup. Josh Allen against... One, Aaron Rodgers, man. Dang. This week, I mean, first week of football is going to be interesting to check out and see where everyone is. Oh, shoot. I look at that. Even in that Packers-Bears game, two young quarterbacks going at it. That got that got potential to be the best or worst game. <laughs> right. <laughs> that could be the toilet bowl real quick, man, because Jordan Love hasn't looked good. I, you know, a lot of people are high on Justin Fields. I'm, 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 I'm a pass, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. You tell no, me what you no, tell no. me what you really feel. I'm trying to think about last season and things that I mean, bro, bro he don't, what do he got around him though? Yeah, but uh, listen, man, it, Patrick Mahomes, who's he throwing to? He threw he threw the but he also has Andy Reid though on that side, I calling them things, yeah, yeah. putting people in the right <laughs> position in the right situations. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying now, but you know, if I had to argue with you. What you do? That's what we do on sports radio. <laughs> that's cool. All yeah. right, put put Justin Fields, put Justin Fields on the Chiefs. He'll look sexy, no? Sexier, but I just i 
I, I'm just not sold on him. Got it. I'm just not sold on him. And it even goes back to the Georgia days, right? Because I, I feel mm-hmm. like he tapped out on the competition with Jake Fromm a little bit. Um, so I, I, I'm just not sold on him. And, and, yes, would he be better with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey? Hell yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, who, who wouldn't be? Uh, just just throw it around him, and Travis Kelsey's going to do what he does with it. Um, but uh, jury's still out for me. Gotcha. And, then, and then Jordan Love in Green Bay. Um, he looked good in in short stints when he was asked to, to, to play last year. But, you know, uh, summer hasn't been kind to him. So that's an early season rivalry that uh, will be renewed. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the NFL's greatest. But uh, it's, it's not like you got marquee names in it. So, man, it is a uh, it's an interesting slate. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Interesting slate. I see uh, the Broncos obviously just they're trying to find their place in the NFL. And, and obviously they're one of the legacy franchises. And Pat Bowling did a great job of because you're around. Mm-hmm. When Pat Bowling was still yep. coherent and, yeah. and still involved, yep. he did a good job of being involved and in, in, in making it a true first-class organization. I, I think the reputation around the league is that the Broncos were among the NFL's best in terms of players and, and mm-hmm. legacy and pre- presentation and all those things. And it feels like they have fallen far from grace a little bit. Yeah, I didn't know too much about it going coming in. But, yeah, we were able to see him around the building here and there. Um Pat Bowling. Um, but, yeah, it was towards a little bit when things were kind of getting rough. Okay. But, yeah, definitely saw him here and there in the building. But, you know, hopefully the pennant group, you know, and they can get they – they can bring that status back to this team. Yeah, I, I just think that the Broncos, you could even see by the, the primetime slate, right? Mm. The NFL still thinks a lot about the Broncos. Right, and it might have to do with the money, right? Because I, I listen to Walmart money. Yeah, there's there's not much more deeper pockets out there than that. So you know, there's quite a bit of influence to be thrown around. But you know, the, the the NFL still thinks a lot about the Broncos, and and we all want to see them back up there in at least playoff contention. Uh, it's just, you know, what do you think about the notion that that winning starts from the top, and and apparently that's been something that's been missing over the last seven years. Yeah, I can agree with that. It does start up up top where, you know, they're doing all the, the heavy work. You know, find the guys, find the, the staff, find the people um, to make the, the life of the players a little bit easier and to get the right people in the building. That's where it does start up up top and, you know, treating people the right way. And so people are excited and happy about, you know, being a part of the Denver Broncos and the staff and the community and things like that. So, yes, it starts up top. Up top upstairs and then it trickles down you know to the coaches and, and, and the players so I definitely agree with that and when I was you know first got here to the league it was that um, people did have pride um, in the Broncos and working for the, this organization and being a Denver Bronco and I love that about the Broncos so um, yeah I think we're going to come back around to that and like you said um, they still in all these primetime games so Obviously, the the league and people think highly of the Broncos. And, I mean, come on. We have potentially a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, definitely a Hall of Fame coach with this team. Um, but potentially, the people, it was a lot of talk about a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but you I didn't knew. believe it no. when he got here? No. I, it's no, a nine-time pro bowler. Yeah, I it's mean. all right. <laughs> it was okay. You know what I mean? I looked up his, his his stats 
compared to a lot of other um, Hall of Famers and people that were talks of being Hall of Fame. And, you know, he was in the mix a little something-something. <laughs> he was in the mix a little something-something. But I, I just knew that, and what I was excited about Russ coming here was I knew he was a, a good player, and I know he has an arm. You know, um, when I saw him in, um, when I saw him in the, what is that, the quarterback challenge when Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl week when they have the quarterbacks thrown at, you know, all the targets and things like that. Sure. Of course, it's not, you know, real game play, but him being able to hit all those targets and, you know, it was kind of windy out there and bad um, weather. I was like, huh, he got an arm on him. He, he looked like he throwing that thing still. Right, right, so right. I was excited about that. This was in Honolulu? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we got a player. But we all know, for me, you got to show me, baby. It's to show me. Show me, stay. So even yes. as Russell Wilson walks in here, mm-hmm. been to the Super Bowl twice, should be a Super Bowl champion two times, mm-hmm. nine-time Pro Bowler, uh, he walks in, the, the money's there. The swagger's there. He's told you from his own lips, from his lips to our ears, right? You got Super Bowl number four coming, and mm. maybe even beyond that. Branded, let's ride. <laughs> All those things. You 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 didn't believe not you didn't believe just a little bit, no Sean. Come, come on, man. You wasn't sitting in that seat this time last year not believing. I was. Stop it. Oh, I, I promise you. I promise. I, I, I keep it real, and I, I and I was one of those people where it was like, don't pay him right now either. Yes, make him go yeah. out there and okay. prove that. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Were you one of those people as well? Well, well, and for different reasons. Not not because of what I thought might happen on the field. Okay, I just felt though as though. You know, money is always, like, money is an uncomfortable conversation no matter who you're talking. I don't even like talking about money with my wife, but you got to, (laughs) right? So if you got a new ownership group, a new quarterback, a new head coach, you don't want money to be one of the first things you talk about, Mm. right? I would rather you have that conversation after we've kind of had a little bit of a honeymoon period. So I I just thought that was ill-timed, only for that reason, not because I had a doubt about what was going to happen on the field. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't really have a doubt either. I'm just more so that you have to show me, you know what I mean? Like, And there was an argument of, oh, well, if he goes out there and and goes, you know, goes crazy and goes – has a great season, we're going to have to pay him more. But no, and that, for me, I'm like, if that's the case, sure. then cool, pay him more. <laughs> pay the guy what right. he deserves, right. you know what I'm saying? But if the flip side happened and it didn't have a great season, then you can kind of save a couple of dollars here. And and that's where we're at. Right. That's where we're at because now the conversation is if he doesn't have a great season and it's, you know, year two of what we saw last year, you're talking about being on the hook for $85 million. Mm. $85 million. Now, you can use the exception after June 16th, I believe that date is, where you can now spread that $85 million over two years in terms of the dead cap hit, but mm. you're still talking about $85 million that you cannot allocate to paying players to replace a player that uh, that didn't pan out for you. And not only the money, you lost a first-round pick the both the last two years. Mm. When you think of it, it, it does make your head hurt, doesn't it? I see you rubbing your head. It makes your head hurt when you think about it. Yeah, it was a crazy situation. It's got to work, no, Sean. Yeah, it had to work, and it still has to work. Hmm. I was going somewhere, and I forgot. I, well, when I got to talking money. See, that's what, that's what I told you. I told you when you talk about money, it starts to get money. painful, man. When you put the numbers on the paper, you put the pen to the pad, man, it, it really starts to get tough, man. So, again, there's a lot, a lot 
riding on the Broncos getting off to a fast start. Where uh, were you going? That's what I was going to say. And it was nothing important. But it was more so like, I like to go against the grain. Like when everyone is oh, saying some you. great things, like, oh, this is going to be this. is a, I got to sit back and take myself out of that s- situation and kind of see it from a different different point, di- different view. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, everyone is raving about him. Oh, it's going to be such a great season. We're going to the playoffs. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me let me dive in and really look at this. I can't go with y'all now. I can't go down that road with y'all. Mm-mm, prove it to me. Okay, so if if I say it's blue, you're going to say it's red. You're, you're mm-hmm. just a natural contrarian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I say hot, you say cold. It's cold in here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold in here right now. No matter what happens. I, I, okay, all right. Well, I, I will definitely keep that in the back of my mind as we continue to have these guys. You know what, no, Sean, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It, it could be right there in black and white. You're going to say, nah, now hold. Mm-hmm. Now wait just a second. Hold on a second. Oh, man, we're going to talk a little bit about what the Broncos' offense will be up against because there is, is an elite, elite player on the other side. We'll profile him next. Happy Labor Day, Denver. Here's Sean Moreno and Kyle Reese. Welcome back. Wrapping up a uh, college football weekend. Uh, Duke and Clemson getting ready to kick off here at 6 o'clock. Wrapping up the CU weekend. Coach Prime gets a gigantic, ginormous, tremendous win down in Fort Worth at TCU. Shador shines 5'10", four touchdowns, zero interceptions, four receivers, over 100 yards. Fire. Put some respect. Gotta put some respect on it. Put some respect on it. Just an amazing performance. Speaking of putting some respect on it, uh, text line better put some respect on it. I like to interact on text line, but if if you want me to interact with you, you better put some respect on it. <laughs> Man, like you know, don't don't get carried away. Um, putting respect on it. King Supers fan football pick him. Listen, man, this year I'm going for the gusto. Look, tired of hearing Matt Smith talk about how great he is at picking games. Mm. Sign up online. That's at denversports.com slash picks. Go up against us. We will all be in competition for a $250 King Supers gift card. Get them groceries for free this week by winning the uh, the fan football pick them. Again, that's at denversports.com. And then the grand prize at the end, you get groceries for a year. I don't know anyone that could not use that. We all got to eat. Um, I got off to a good start last year. I did kind of didn't, didn't finish strong, but I don't think I picked. I, I looked at it a couple times. And I think I just forgot to mess with anything. The lineup, or use no, AI. Was, use AI. That's just what it was. It was straight AI. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I forgot my picks. Oh man, I, I, I need that two fifty though, man. I got kids. All right, here we go. Um, listen, the Bronco, <laughs> the Broncos, and uh, the the Raiders will re- renew. Their rivalry this weekend. That's a, a two twenty-five kickoff, and uh, the Broncos' offense is going to be up against one of the NFL's elite defenders. And uh, this is what Sean Payton had to say about that defender. Yeah, he's real flexible. Uh, he's a tremendous worker, athletic. You know, he's got one of those motors that that doesn't stop, and and he can get to your edge quick. But his ability to bend. And then his salmon are things that, that stand out. Yeah, Max Crosby had three games where he had two 
sex. And I hate to tell you this, no, Sean. Two of the three games were against the Broncos. Mm. Oh, man, I I said it. Week four, two sacks. Week 10, two sacks. Then he went for two again against uh, Kansas City, actually. So he ended the season. Uh, this is a 12 and a half sacks. Yeah. And uh, and as as Coach Payton said, man, he is a high motor, high tempo. He's six foot five, two hundred and fifty five pounds. Plays on the edge, and listen, and, and you don't want him. You know, you don't want him chasing you. He's a bad man. How do you deal with a guy like that? You talked about chipping him. You, is that going to be another Richard Seymour episode? Or, <laughs> how's that look? How's that look when you chip a guy like Mass Crosby? Yeah, he's not as big as Richard Seymour. Though. He's not. He's not. But a player that has a lot of experience in the game that's been playing it for a while, so he's gonna be, he's gonna be expecting it, right? But that's good. Even if they're expecting the chip, that still slows them down, takes their attention off their moves, takes his t- attention off rushing the quarterback, right? So I would assume that they have. Uh, we'll have some some max protection calls in where maybe they're leaving a tight end in to to double team or a chip from the back, you know, to kind of keep them off um, your quarterback and keep them tight and keep your offensive lineman's hands on them at all times. Because yes, he has a high motor, but he has some moves as well um, to get to the quarterback. So you're gonna have to do that um, all day as well. It's his first game, you know, he, he's gonna be juiced up, fresh. ready to go, fresh, like you said. And he's going to be ready to go. He he sees um, this opportunity um, as a great one, you know. As a feels um, like he, he does, does every week, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's looking at that offensive line though and saying, "Oh no, nah, I'm about to go crazy." <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's what you do as a, as a player. You know, you 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 study your matchup, and he's studying his matchup and saying, "All right, I, I think I can get to the quarterback a few times um, in this game." Now, if you're uh if you're on the edge, right, that means he's going up against Mike McGlinchey, who got the largest contract for a tackle in Denver Broncos history, and Garrett Bowles, who's coming back off of a leg injury. So he'll definitely be licking his chops. We talk about the personnel matchups when it comes to who the Broncos kept on this roster because now you're talking about keeping a tight end, right, adding a gap, right, making the distance that he has to run to the quarterback a little further, mm-hmm. right? So that helps, right, in, in, in creating a pocket, et cetera, et cetera. The Broncos kept four tight ends, four tight ends, kept Nate Atkins over over Albert Okuwebenam. Uh They kept Greg Dulcich, obviously, second-round pick from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris Manhurts, acquisition, Adam Trapman. Troutman acquisition. It seems very intentional with what they are doing. These aren't guys that are they're bringing in just to catch passes. Some of these guys are are brought in to neutralize guys like Max Crosby. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the first thing I think about when I think of Adam Adam Truman. Um, a guy that can't. It's not going to really go ham in the passing game. Yeah, he can catch a couple routes, a couple passes, but mostly he's going to be in there blocking. You know, what I mean, making sure that Russ stays upright. Um, and people stay off of Russ's legs and off his body. So, And then you got the Greg Dolchers that can hurt you in the air, and we've seen him last year um, have some, some decent games. Especially against Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, huge yeah. game against Some Jackson. really decent games. So he can hurt you in the air, and he does a, a decent job blocking as well. So I think it's going to be just a, 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 a full effort from the whole team um, to slow down such a great rusher like, like Cosby. So... 
It's going to be a long day. And don't let them start get off early. Don't let them, don't let them you know, get two sacks early. Then it's going to be a long day. Because now they're like, oh, yeah, let's go out there and it's get time it. To eat. It's, t- it's time to definitely eat. And everyone's going to feel off of that. So let's stuff, them in, let's stuff it straight away, straight away. As soon as the game starts, let's, let's say, all right, let's keep everyone off of us. No, no sacks. What's the over under on the sacks on the day? What you think? I would I think love. We're Stokehead when we need him. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, you, you know, know he's he got know. the line under. I'd say probably about three and a half. They don't want you to split. You either win or lose, right? Mm. Um, and and I think you know if you keep it under three, you, that's actually a, a pretty good day for the Broncos. Now, obviously, you don't want to average three sacks a game. If I do my math correctly, that's what fifty-one sacks in the year. That's that's a pretty high number. Um, but you know, I, I think if you keep it below that number. Uh, you can have some productivity. Greg Dulcich, a third-round pick. I'm sorry, I said second round. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you again, I, I see very is very deliberate about how this has been constructed, especially yeah. as it as it pertains to Nate Atkins. Okay, Nate Atkins wasn't didn't do a whole lot in the passing game in the preseason, right? But you saw on particularly Jaleel McLaughlin's ga- gains, he had a 14 yard run uh, last week that Nate Atkins was blocking his tail off on. Right. And this is a former tackle. Right. So, you so so he's got some experience there. He just didn't get big enough. Right. To play that position, you know, for an extended period of time. And once you got to college. Mm-hmm. But when but that's why he's still around one. And he's super cheap, too, by the way. So, you know, that there was there was a little bit of math being done on that. But, you know, for him and Manhurts, don't forget why you're here. Mm. Right. I didn't, call, I didn't bring you in here to be Julius Thomas. Right. <laughs> They're gonna have to do it all. Honest, I mean, I just think about when you bring if you bring in a, a, a Nate Atkins in on a, one of the plays, you got to think the defense is sniffing that out. Like, all right, is he really gonna go out on the route, or is he gonna stay in it? Blah. Let's let's bring the house. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying? Bonus. That's just a bonus. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So they're gonna have to do it all at the end of the day, but it's gonna be a team effort. You know, what I mean, it's just it's a slow down. The opposing's defense, uh, defensive line, uh, yeah. each week, and and this is a, a really good test to start off with. Yeah, with Max Cosby in the, in the crowd. Golly, you know, you think about a quarterback that was sacked fifty-five times last year in fourteen games, fifteen games. It's like, mm. man, some of these are on you. Mm-hmm. Some of these are on the offensive line. Like, you know, what do you do in practice to kind of resolve some of that stuff? Do you do you look at you look back at Russ and say, "Man, get rid of the damn ball." Right? I say, "Man, what you holding on to it for?" You see this? You see what's going on up here? What you holding oh, on to the ball for, Russ? Yeah, as a as a running back uh, group, <laughs> we just stay out of it. We like, bro. We know what they're going through. I mean, it's not an easy. It's not easy, man, to hold up up front up there. You know what I mean? And. When you, if you have a quarterback that's holding on to the ball, it makes it even worse. You know, I'm not saying that he did it all the time, but a lot of the a lot of the times it was like, all right, you, you should have let that go or, or throwing it away and not taking that sack uh, five yards deep in the backfield. But you know, I just let them handle that thing because at some point they're gonna get it together, and you gotta look at yourself in the mirror at some point and say, bro, all right. I can't, I can't let that happen anymore. It ain't gonna be because of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and this is another thing I've noticed a lot, and maybe they'll change it this year. If you give up a sack, or if your guy makes the tackle, or whatever the case may be, man, if you don't get back there and help up Russell, if you don't get back there and help him up, I don't care when it is. And they started to do it late in the season last year because I think someone brought it up. 
That was Dalton Reisner on oh, Christmas. Okay. Talking about oh, yeah, and yeah. Brett Rippin, right? And, yeah. and they were like, why aren't you guys going and helping Russell Wilson up? Yeah. I mean, that should just be a, a that should just become naturally but to that you. That tells you how much that that was a fractured team, right? And then you know, after that, well, I mean, it made sense that the coach was gone after that because mm. it was a Christmas Day massacre. And you hate to see that play out on national TV on Nickelodeon, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that game was on Nickelodeon. Help him up, man. And they had an assault on Nickelodeon. Kids, turn the channel. <laughs> Y'all don't need to be seeing this. Hey, we uh, asked earlier, what were you more excited about, the Buffs or and the Huskers or the Broncos and the Raiders? And Gabe in Northland said, I am Anxious for the Broncos, excited for the Buffs. I couldn't could not have summed that up better myself. Uh, we'll sum both of those matchups up on the other side of the break. Happy Labor Day, Denver. Here's Nosha Moreno and Kyle Reese. Escape, sleep, walk away. Yeah. Those who yeah. correlate know the world they kick. Jail bars ain't go. For all my uh, old school hip hop heads that are out there, Lauren Hill has announced a, uh, a tour with the Fugees. Uh oh. I have officially tapped out of the tickets. I'm not going. Oh. I'm not going. I'm not going. That's going to be a banger, though. You think so? Why not? I'm cool. You don't think so? I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Lauren Hill, Lauren, she got some bangers, though. Yeah, Lauren Hill's been singing the same album for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> 25 years. And, and my thing with Lauren Hill, man, I don't know. They'll be here November 2nd. Um, my thing is, man, she is always 90 minutes minimum late. And I'm just I'm just like, man, I, I, I get you got to get into your mode as an artist, but... Now this is downright disrespectful, <laughs> and I'm 42, man. I'm not. I can't try to be out till one. I'm not trying to be out till midnight, man. Listen, man. I left the house at five thirty. My God, I got a babysitter. Come on, man. Oh my God. Let's go, Lord. Drake gonna, you know, Drake coming in town. He he'll go to about twelve thirty, twelve. But listen, man, and still not seeing every song you want to hear. Right. That's true. That's <laughs> tough. Listen, man. Uh, <sighs> the hits just keep on coming. We got the Broncos and Raiders. They're dialed up for uh, September 10th. Mm-hmm. 225 kick. We got the Buffs and Huskers. Uh, and I'm then you got the, is, the Dogs and Ball State. Ooh. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> dogs better stop playing. I need, I need, I need a 50-piece. Oh, I need man. a 50-piece. And I need my backs. I need my backs to wake up and let's get it popping. Roger Robinson, Kendall Milton. Highlight of the weekend: Ball State at Georgia. <laughs> you could you could just cut the TV off after that. Mm-hmm. That CU game's gonna be another banger, man. I can't wait to see what those guys can go out there and do if they can, you know, duplicate duplicate, you know, what they did this past weekend. I mean, man, we that's, that's gonna it. be hard to top, man. The I mean, energy, yeah, it has but, to but be nah, the Huskers. The energy's gonna be up there still. I mean, but having four receivers in with the hundred yards receiving, maybe. But I was super impressed from uh, you know, Travis Hunter, bro, playing both sides of the ball like that. Yeah, yeah that listen. was wild. Hey man, 
I don't know. Did you see Dion? Uh, Coach Dion, I just called him Dion. Did you see his halftime uh, interview? Mm-mm. Halftime interview? Nah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, before they go into the yeah. locker room? Yeah. Nah. I, I hate that they do that, but, he, but it was good. <laughs> so he, he says, uh, hey, we missed him on two go balls. He said, if we hit those, the Hodgman is at his house chilling right now. <laughs> I, and see, that's the part you can't stand about Dion, man, cause, because he, he's going to give you, right, right. He's going to entertain you, right? He's going to rub you wrong. He's going to say some things that are, are just like, oh, I'm, oh, my goodness, this is a, a power five coach talking like this? <laughs> the Heisman is at his house yeah, chilling right yeah. now? I love that confidence. I love that, though. And he's showing, he's showing that he has his players back. Like, bro, I'm going to root for him. you as just as hard as your family member might, you know, root for you. Like, I'm family now as well. Like, yeah, you're a Heisman candidate. You're a Heisman player. If you want the highs, you can come through us. You know what I mean? Play here with us, and we can get you to that to that table. You know what I mean? That Heisman talk. And I'm not going to box you in. I think that is one of the biggest takeaways. Now, you don't want to see a kid play. Uh, it's not sustainable to play 144 lot, snaps. Man. You can't. You can't do it, man. And Why not? Because Travis that's has 180 pounds. And that's probably why he can do it. <laughs> Well, oh, okay, all right, okay. You know what I'm so that's the okay, so that's the opposition. Yeah, 180, just flying all, it's flying. You know, you got the legs all day, just doing it. And yeah. his altitude is going to help him out. Yeah, especially when we go back but down. You're going to run level. and hit for 144 yards. 144. That's, that's what's going to be crazy, though. You know, we're talking. You know, week five, week six. How's the body feel? That's going to be crazy. But so, they need they need some help at that position. They do, and and they've got guys Somehow. like Cormani McLean, who was the number one overall. A corner in his class last year who's kind of waiting in the wings, struggled in the summer, so it's going to be mm. a little bit before it feels like before he can get on the field, hopefully okay. sooner than later to kind of help spell that. But the problem is is that you don't know what Travis is going to do next, so you don't want to keep him on the sideline, mm. right? Because you don't get plays like an interception inside the 10-yard line to help propel you to victory <laughs> if he's on the sideline. And you don't get third down conversions if he's on the sideline. And this is the thing as well, though. I feel like if he keeps on showing that he's doing this and playing up up to this level, they gonna stop going to that side. You know what I'm saying? Like they were trying them don't in this game. They were testing them. And if he you know keeps on showing out and saying, "Bro, if you are gonna throw over him and make you pay," that can help him out as well because they're gonna go to the other side and that can give him you know spell him a little bit. When it, as far as you know, playing both sides and things like that. But there, you know, but just the messaging. I think you're right because if you can walk into any recruit in the country and, and, and say, "I'm going to let you do what you do," right? I'm going to let you. Oh, you can catch and pass this. Oh, you can, you can be a dynamic returner. I'm not going to keep you from doing those things. And kids want to hear that. They'll mm. buy into that. I think you see that as. I mean, there's there's so much untapped potential out there because you're you're confined to a certain structure mm. with your personnel and he's just he's flying in the face of that too. Mm. Travis, you do what you do. You tell me when you ready. Hey, you tell right. me when you ready I mean, to go. All back. you gotta do is just tell me when you you know what I mean? Tap yeah. that helmet. Yeah. Take a play or two off. Bro, he was out there the whole time, didn't take no plays off his He has got to love that. And I, I tell love you what, that. I love the caption picture too. If I'm if I'm an opposing coach Dion, I'm following you all the way to the locker room after the game, win, lose, or draw. But I'm intercepting any interaction that you're going to have with any of my players because I don't think there's a player in the country, right? Nick Saban, you you were getting all the good recruits by default, mm. right? LSU used to have that same luxury. I don't think that's the case anymore. No. I mean, especially with the transfer portal, guys are, guys are gone. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, they, they're leaving if they they get an opportunity to and they see better fit with a different team. More fun. And yeah, more fun as well. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, though. Yeah, it is fun winning, though. And I feel like Kirby Smart has done a great job of being able to balance that fun and, and work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to work. And I know he was on them boys after that UT game. Yeah, uh, he had to have been because it wasn't it wasn't crispy, it wasn't fresh, it didn't look like the the Georgia team that you know I was getting looking forward to seeing. You know, what I mean, they did win, so that's all that matters at the end of the day. But they got to step it up this next week. Hey, success doesn't come without a little bit of adversity, and and they have been in the news for mm-hmm. some of the off the field stuff, mm-hmm. right? Drag racing, one of them, obviously lost a young man last year. Um, so th- there's been some things that. Uh, from a culture standpoint, that you would like to see go away. Um, so, you know, I, as an alum, just how, how do you go back and look at those things? That, you know, it's like, oh, man, come on, y'all. We got to do yeah. better, right? Yeah, it's tough, um, especially when someone loses their life, man. That, man, that, what a heartbreaking situation for everyone that was involved with that. So um, it's just one of those things that you know – you know, kids are growing. You know, they're, they're, you're young at that time, right? You guys, why I tell you don't give them no money? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta learn how <laughs> to. Should have never gave them money. Seriously, <laughs> but they're growing and they're getting older, man, and they gotta learn from their mistakes and, and, and keep on moving forward. No doubt. Hey, man, this was fun. It was always yeah, a good time. This our our first, first time doing this. Yeah, yeah, baby. I think it flew by. Honestly, I, I don't know about you, but I was like, okay, it's already five. It's five thirty. I, I listen, man. I, I don't know between. You know, your contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We had a good time. Yeah. Talked buffs, talked to Broncos. Obviously, there's a ton of optimism about football in the air, so we're excited. You'll have the regular crew back as we come out of Labor Day, and uh, you'll be back on the air Thursday at 11. You're going to be at Cochino Taco in Edgewater. I'll be back on with Matt Smith on our regular Sunday morning slot. That's 8 to 10. So, man, there's there's plenty of football, plenty of things to talk about. We can't wait to do it again. For No Sean Moreno, it's Kyle Reese. Sure. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day, and uh, have a great week.